You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators go to sell more of their online courses. I'm super excited because we have a very special guest on today. A little bit about this person. They help entrepreneurs transform the way they grow their online audience by leveraging the power of video podcast. I'm going to stress video because that's um, that's her thing. She essentially helps entrepreneurs launch their video podcast and double their audience in 60 days. So without further ado, let me introduce the head of Vitari, Vit- Viteri Vibes Marketing, the founder of the Video Podcast Academy, the one and only Ms. Sandy Viteri. Sandy, how are you? Hello, Jenna. How are you doing? I'm doing yeah. great. Yes, I'm amazing too. Uh, Sandy, I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one you could use for us? (laughs) I absolutely do. Actually, my favorite is from the Dalai Lama. Mm. And what he says is, if a problem doesn't have a solution, why worry about it? And if Mm. a problem does have a solution, why worry about it? So either way, you have no reason to worry about it because it's either going to get solved or it's not. Yes. Wow. I've never heard that one. So I'm going to start the Dalai Lama. What do you see a marketer or is he a video podcast? Do you have a video podcast I can listen to or? No, the Dalai Lama is, you know, who the Dalai Lama is. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just teasing. So, um, Sandy, I've obviously been following you a while. You know, I found you on Instagram. I was like, Ooh, video podcast is pretty cool. But for any of my listeners that don't know you or, you know, don't know what you do, can you give us the, the rundown? It can either be a quick rundown. It can be a long rundown. Start where you want to start. Let us know what is it you do? Why do you do it? How'd you get into it? Why should we listen to you? What can you tell us there? <laughs> Sure. Well, let's start with, um, I mean, those were a lot of questions right there, right? (laughs) So let's start with who am I and where I'm coming from, right? So um, I have over 23 years of experience, of marketing experience. Do you start when you were five or how does does that work? (laughs) Six. Um, Working in the corporate world in the U.S. And one day I got laid off. And that was two years ago. And the day that I got laid off, I said, you know, let me help entrepreneurs um, basically do the marketing that I learned how to do in the corporate world that is super shiny, fancy, and expensive, but give it to them at a more accessible, reasonable price so they could get the benefit of the big corporate marketing. And I went off and I started my company and that is how I was helping my clients do their content creation, their um, whole marketing strategy, branding, building their websites. And then one day I decided to do my own podcast. So I started with the idea of just a podcast, but then immediately knowing what I know from my marketing experience, I'm like, why do people do only audio? It didn't make sense to me. So I started doing some research and as a type A woman that I am, I got obsessed with the research and I started looking everywhere like, why are people only doing audio and why not audio and video? 
And I came to the realization fairly quickly that yes, podcasts were growing tremendously in a fast paced, right? It wasn't like they were growing only, but they're super fast on how they're growing. As a matter of fact, podcasts are becoming the new blogs, right? So very quickly, when I started looking at data, I noticed that about 700,000 podcasts existed at the end of November, but very quickly by April, the beginning of April, there were already about a million podcasts. So that tells you how fast the growth has been, right? And then I looked at data for video, and I realized that 80% of the um, traffic to internet was going to come because people were wanted to consume video. So that to me right there was the aha moment. And I said, I am going to launch my own video podcast. And because nobody was teaching it, nobody was talking about it. I said, I'm going to figure it out. Why not? So I went off to my, you know, journey, figuring it out how to do it. And I put it all together. I did over 37 or so interviews and I said, now it's time to teach others how to do it because they've been asking me, like, how do you do this? And what did you use? And, you know, all the step-by-step process. And I was giving people advice, but knowing inside of me that I could help by helping people really find their voice, share their message and grow their audience. And that is how Video Podcast Academy was born. Um, really putting the two together making sense of it and creating a, an online program where I can teach others how to do it themselves. Yes. Love it. Okay, cool. So let's delve what we might start with Sandy. Let's start with podcasts in general. We'll transition to video in, in a second, but yep. even to start with, why should an entrepreneur, and we'll be speaking specifically to online course creators here. Most people that are listening to this either have an online course or are putting online course together and want to sell more on it. Do you recommend they should do a podcast and why? Um, my very first question would be, what is your goal? Mm. I would not just go off and say, yes, do it because everybody's doing it. I think that is the wrong reasons to do it. My question would be, what is your goal? What are you trying to achieve? And then based on that, make the decision whether this is right or wrong for you. Because doing a podcast, whether you integrate the component of adding video or not doing a podcast requires a lot of commitment and that commitment is, is part of it is consistency right just making sure that you're recording you're batching and also you're sharing your content on a consistent basis but also that commitment to make it successful in the long run because a lot of people have the misperception that doing a podcast is going to give you all the followers, all the likes, all the downloads immediately. And that is not the case. It does require time. Yes. Okay. So let's delve a little bit into there. What are the, some of the reasons why someone should have a podcast? If you're like, Hey, if you want to do this or you're looking to do this or then a podcast is an idea or Hey, if you do have a podcast, here are some of the benefits of, of having one. What could you tell us there? Sure. There is actually many. Uh, mm. so the very first one, obviously <clears throat> it allows you to expand your reach, right? Mm. Now, this one in particular has the limitation. You have to keep in mind that it will be only audio because mm. we're talking about whether you wanted to do just a podcast. Yep, yep, yep. So if you do that, it allows you obviously to expand your reach from just a social media platform into an audio platform, right? So that is the first one. The second one is the benefit of participating and being part of this almost like a network. So I mm. met you 
because you wanted to launch your podcast and you didn't know about the video portion yet, but it's almost like we speak that same language. It's like when moms become moms and dads become dads. Now we can talk about children with other people that have children, the same thing. Um, so what happens is you start becoming part of this network of people where you can cross pollinate. Mm. And what I mean by that is I can invite you onto my show and you can invite me to your show, the same thing that we're doing right here. And what happens is it gives you that exposure to an additional audience that you wouldn't otherwise get that exposure to. So once you start sharing this, this podcast, then automatically your audience is going to have a window to my world. And that is going to be thanks to you. So that is another benefit of doing a podcast. And another one is obviously thought leadership, right? So now you have picked, you know, a topic, you have picked um, a theme that you want to talk about. And then by being consistent, talking about that over and over again, then people can associate you. So you, for example, you have, you train people how to do the digital courses and you talk about it. So by having your podcast related to that very topic, then people know, wow, he's been consistent. He talks about that on social media and on his podcast. And he brings guests that can help people that are trying to launch their courses and expand their reach. So, so those are three benefits yes. that I just shared. Right Love it there. And I'll, I'll, I'll summarize those. And then we'll move on to the, the video side of things because yeah, that's bang on exactly why I do, do, I do this podcast. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's get it on iTunes. You know, now that it's on iTunes, great. He's now a new network of people that can essentially come into my funnel and then get on my email list and then essentially buy my products, yada, yada, yada. There's the networking side of things. And I think that can work a, a few different ways. It's like, great. You know, now I can, um, you know, meet Sandy and then she's on my podcast and then, you know, she can get in front of my audience there, but it could even be a, a promotion thing down the line. Hey, I interviewed Sandy and she's awesome. And her course is awesome. Hey, I'm just going to email out her, her course to my audience. And then whether that's a win-win, whether I get a few dollars or whether it's a promotion one way and then the other way, there's advantages there. The thought leadership, there's something cool about having a podcast where because it is a, a slightly higher level of commitment, I guess you would say, where it's like, hey, anyone can jump on Facebook Live and do a quick live. Anyone can jump on Instagram Live and, and do a quick live. And that's still good stuff. I'm not poo-pooing that stuff there. But if it's like, oh, okay, it's on iTunes. You know, there's a, a few episodes there. Okay, he's interviewed a few different people. Must know a person or two. Okay, I, I respect this person a little bit more. It's a bit of positioning there as well. And even for the content, you know, now I can, if I'm going to send out an email, I can just, and I don't know what to write. Hey, just recorded this awesome podcast episode the other day on how to podcast and specifically video podcast. Click here and check it out. And then it's content for my, whether my socials or my email list. And then also it's, I, I find it's a very big relationship builder as well for the audience where let's say I make a Facebook post. Great. Someone might spend seven seconds looking at it, right? Say someone listens to a, uh, a podcast, they may spend half an hour, 45 minutes with me or you. And now all of a sudden, okay, yeah, we, we know these people a bit better. So love that. Now let's transition to the video side of things. And even do a bit of a sell on me if you want here, Sandy, because currently I'm just doing an audio one. So why, why should I do a video one? What are the advantages? Um, yeah, let's start with that. Why should I do one? And what are the advantages? Sure. So the very first one is your time. Your time is money, right? 
So you're spending the time to research the topic. If you do have a guest, to research the guest, to book that time, right? So what happens is if you simply start recording with your camera at the same time, you're just immediately going to become more effective, more effective and efficient with your time, right? Because you are basically just killing two birds with one stone. Um, so that is one of the benefits. The second benefit is if you thought of the uh, audio as being a platform that allows you to grow your audience and first expand your reach and then you grow your audience, just think about adding video. So once you do that, now all the possibilities have opened for you because you can take that exact same video and repurpose it. So that is the whole intent and objective of adding video to your existing podcast. That now you, in if you were doing only audio, you can take those um, little um, sound bites and then put that post on your Instagram, right? But that is not necessarily something that people will view. And Instagram is a viewable platform. It's a platform that was meant to share um, videos and photos because people like to see. Different people learn in different ways. Some people like to listen. Some people like to view. Some people like to um, read. So by doing a podcast, a video podcast, you can take that video portion of it and cut it in bits and pieces. You can post it to your feed. You can take a little piece and put it onto your Instagram story. You can actually share it as an IGTV video. You can actually take quotes from that interview and put it as quotes within your feed. You can then take that and also transcribe it. There is a service called red.com, which is the cheapest one. And you can actually transcribe the entire interview and put it onto your website as a blog. So as you can see, all of a sudden, one single piece of content turned into enough content for the whole month. Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Yes, love it. And let me summarize that there. So the first one was, and it's interesting, you know, because... Technically, I do do a video podcast in, in those terms where we're on video now. If you're just listening to the audio, I'm actually on video here with Sandy, but I don't do anything with that video. You know, I just record on Zoom. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop you there and I'm going to challenge you okay. that you're going to take this exact same video and you're going to create a video podcast. So I was on another interview a week ago and I told the lady that I was on the interview with, Lori, I said, why don't you take, why don't you have me here on video if you're not going to use it? Go use it. And she posted it. So go do the same. Yes, I'm up for that challenge. Watch my Instagram and I'll, uh, I'll have it on there. So yeah, it's like it's here anyway. Why not use it as a, a video podcast too? And yeah, in terms of the, the social side of things, yeah, you can still do a lot of that with audio. You can do a, a sound bite and, and maybe a photo. But me personally, I do like 
watching the person, especially on video. That's my favorite. That's exactly why we're doing this on video. It's not for my audience. It's because I feel I connect better with you if we're, if we're um, watching here. So I should probably be a little bit less selfish there and be like, well, hold on. The whole reason I'm recording this is because I feel I connect better with this person if they're on video. So why not share that with my audience as well and get that person on, on video there? I like the Instagram TV idea as well because I can get a bit more duration on that as well. I might take a quick 15 seconds on a, on a story or a quick, um, yeah, a quick 15 seconds on a story, but Instagram TV, I can post it on my Instagram. You know, get the first minute in the feed and then send over to the, the story there. So I think it's multi-purpose there. So I, I do like that and I am going to do that with this episode here. Um, now, my next question from there. So video podcast, I, I've got to be honest, I don't even know 100% what that means, Sandy. So when I think of, of podcast, I think of great, you know, I'm in my car, I take out um, iTunes, I go to Apple and there's a, a list of podcasts there. Now, by video podcast, am I also in an ideal world, you know, in your teachings and courses and whatnot, is it like, okay, great. You know, you've got this audio here. Yeah. Okay. You can, you can, you can, or you've got this video here. Yeah. You can splice the audio and use that for iTunes. Yeah. You can use all these little bites for uh, social media as well. But is there anywhere you sort of suggest hosting this video platform? Are there, I don't know, specific platforms for it? Do you put it on YouTube? Do you do it as um, a Facebook video and you post it all the time? Is it, um, I don't even know the Instagram uh, TV duration these days, but do you put it on there? What, what can you tell us there? Yeah. So the main platform where I recommend that people post it is on YouTube. And the okay. reason being is because if you think about the largest search engine in the world, that is Google, the second largest search engine is YouTube and it's owned by Google. So what happens is if you be, if you want to become findable, not searchable, because search is what people are trying to do to find you. But if you want to become findable, you want to be able to be searchable. You want to be in the world of SEO. So if somebody types on Google or even YouTube, um, looking for digital course creators or how to do a digital course, John should come up. Why? Because now he doesn't only have his website, but he also has a YouTube channel, which helps them help him become searchable. So that is the main reason, right? That's the number one reason. Um, and, and if that is not clear, then I don't know what else would be, but um, absolutely. And then obviously sharing that video in all the other social media platforms, but the main purpose of sharing it across social media platforms is thinking about the customer journey, mm -hmm. not only just posting it, but what happens is we, none of us own Instagram or YouTube or LinkedIn. So if something happens to those platforms, our content is gone. So we own the content, which we can repurpose later on if something happened to a platform. But if you think about this, think about the journey. The idea would be that somebody that is on your social media, meaning Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, that you would use these videos to actually drive them to either your website or your YouTube channel. My recommendation is typically website because that is the place where the transaction happens. That is a place where you can actually capture an email, where you can actually build that relationship, where they actually can purchase something from you. 
Um, so those are the main two reasons why I strongly recommend adding video because also, I mean, what I said about searchable, being searchable, Instagram doesn't have searchable capabilities. It's not SEO. The same with Facebook, the same with LinkedIn. So actually LinkedIn can find you based on your name, but the other one's not, not based on the content. Yes. Awesome. Okay, cool. So I'll give a bit of a, a summary there and my takeaways. So yeah, I love that. It's even cleared things up with me. I was like, oh, video podcast. Do I have to download a whole nother platform and then upload here? And, but YouTube, that's quite easy. I'm a huge fan of, of YouTube myself. I watch it every day, you know, so I'm quite familiar. With, what was that? Sorry. Do you have a YouTube channel? Uh, I do, but I only, I don't like not, no, to, to cut a long story short, no, not for this thing here. Um, right. Second challenge for you to get your YouTube channel up and then you can actually create a track or a playlist. It's actually mm. called a playlist uh, for your video podcast. Yes, yes. I love that because um, what was I going to go with this? About um, a year ago, I actually uh, purchased a course, you know, how to grow a YouTube channel. I don't know if you know, do you know Sunny Lenarduzzi? Do you know who she is? I, I took her course too. Yeah, th that's the same one that I did. And I was like, uh, that was my plan. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a YouTube channel. But then I was like, man, this is a lot of work. You know, I got to come up with ideas and come up with content. But then I'm like, hold on, you know, I'm doing this anyway. I've got this podcast. Anyway. I'm sure there's going to be some little tips, you know, we need to do to, to edit and that. We'll ask them in a sec. But just, you know, simplified version. Hold on. I've already got this video here. I'm already going to use that audio exactly to go to iTunes to help my reach from there. Why not also post it on YouTube as well so I get the best of, of both worlds there? And then also with YouTube, as you mentioned, it's a search engine on its own anyway. I think it's the second biggest in the world. So there's going to be people going on YouTube and typing in things. Great. Now I can get discovered there without really doing any extra work. I've already done the podcast, right? And then even if they don't go to YouTube, I often just type things in Google in Google. And the first thing that comes up is a YouTube video. You know, I type in how to get a six pack or whatever, and then they show me all these YouTube videos uh, straight up there. So it, it gives me that extra reach there. So I love that. But well, you, you have to do the six pack. I mean, the crunches to get yeah. the six pack. I've actually got to do the work, right? So, okay, question with this. So let's now, um, we've, we've mentioned before, okay, hey, you can cut this podcast off and, you know, put little side pieces into your social media and whatnot. And you can either say, you know, hey, here's a, um, here's whatever, here's a podcast episode on with Sandy. Here's why you should use video podcast, yada, yada, yada. Now you're saying, I don't don't necessarily send that person to the link and say, hey, click here to watch the full podcast. I should more send them to my website to try and get leads or sales or, or that sort of thing. Is that what you're saying there, Sandy? Um, it all depends on your goal. And I'm yeah. always going to refer to that, right? Yeah. It, and it depends on what you have going on as a business. Because I see all this as um, extensions of your, your whole business strategy, right? So let me give you a couple of examples. If you want to grow your list, right? Basically, you will have a call to action that says, you know, go to the LinkedIn bio. Now, again, think about the customer journey. You are in Instagram, go to the LinkedIn bio, you know, to go to my website and watch the entire episode. Okay. Of, so, or listen, depending which one you're gonna put. 
And then when they go there, at the end of that, you can put actually a link to a PDF that gives them further information. That is how you're going to capture their email address, right? So yeah. you're building your list. You're also having them listen to your video podcast or your audio podcast. Another one is, and again, that is why I'm referring to depends on your objectives and what you have going on as a business. If you are in the middle of a launch, since you are talking about course creators, this is a phenomenal way to get people to sign up for your course. Why? Because you're going to put that content on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, in the call to action at the end, while you're on your runway, should be, go to this link and sign up for my course. Boom. Then you directed everybody. And it's a direct transaction that you're hoping for. Yes. Love it. Okay. So let me just get my head around that. And, and once again, there's no right or wrong. It depends on your goal. I'm guessing you can go either way. Let's say I take a video of this, you know, I, I splice it up. I put it on my Instagram. I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, I could, but it wouldn't make as much sense to be like, Hey, here's a snippet I did with, um, of a podcast I did with Sandy here. Hey, by the way, I'm running a summit on how to grow online courses. Click here to you know buy that course there that wouldn't quite be congruent, right? But what may be better is if, and we'll, we'll get, we'll speak in a sec if maybe it can be. Um, what may be more congruent is, hey, here's a snippet of what I did. Go and watch the full episode here. But then at the end of the full episode, maybe, or at the start or you know, in the links or whatever, I say something on lines of, hey, by the way, look, if you're looking to grow your course, I'm running in a summit, click here to enter your details or click here to purchase, yada, yada, yada. Are you saying that would be more congruent? Or are you saying, hey, we can even skip the click queue, you know? And be like, here's a snippet of a podcast I did. Hey, by the way, if you like this sort of stuff, I've got a cheat sheet of the 10 different ways to get in front of your audience, yada, 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 click here to purchase it. What are your thoughts there? Either way works. Yeah. I would say test it, right? Yeah. Test with your audience. But the idea is you can even use a hybrid of what you just said yeah. because you, you propose two options, right? And typically when you're on the wrong way, right, you have different phases during that wrong way. So perhaps towards the beginning that you're trying to actually collect those email addresses, what you can do is actually direct people to your website and say, you know, after you watch the video or after you listen to the entire podcast, there is a uh, uh, link there for a PDF that gives you a cheat sheet, a checklist, you know, a guide, whatever that may be. And you do that towards the beginning because you're building relationships, you're building trust, and you want to provide value. And then later on, as you're getting closer to the, what we call open cart, or when you're officially, you know, doing your masterclass or whatever launch you're doing, then at that point in time, you can use the very strategic snippets from your video podcast that perhaps you talked about immediately the benefit of a course. Why should you sign up? Why should you have a coach? Because that's what they're signing up for. And if you want to sign up for a course where you need a, a coach that is like this or like that, go to this link and sign up. So you can definitely use a hybrid of the two. Again, it all depends on your goals and depends on where you are in your business. Yes, love that. And I think that's a very good point there. If you're listening to this and you're like, all right, cool. You know, I'm thinking again, the podcast or video podcast together. Why are you doing it? And I guess you can work both ways as well. You can be like, all right, cool. Here's a, a course I'm trying to promote or here's a lead magnet I'm trying to promote. Okay, 
how can a video podcast help me get to, to that thing there? Okay, cool. Here's the steps. I'm going to go that way there. Or it could be the other way being like, all right, cool. Hey, if I get a video podcast, what's going to be the next step? Why am I doing it to, you know, how can I use that to further my business? So I love yeah. those points there. Now let's yeah. speak. I use it the most. I, I definitely just ask myself first, what is that objective for that mm. quarter? And then on a per month basis, right? If, if really the, the objective is, is growing the list, then it's different how you're going to use it. If you sign it up, it's different how you're going to use it. So I would definitely recommend start with that goal and see what you're promoting and then go off of that. Yes, love that. So now let's talk a little bit about the actual video itself. So is it as simple, Sandy? Could I just record this and throw it straight up on YouTube or do I need fancy lighting or do I need to put on a nice suit or, you know, do I need to, um, you know, get a, um, some, some audio and a, and a video and a little trailer at the start? What, what do you have to do to that actual video? You know, it's totally up to you. Um, I mean, you definitely don't have to wear a tie if you don't want to, you have to be yourself, right? That's the first thing. Like, be yourself. Don't think that because you're going to be in front of the camera, you have to act or say or, or dress differently. Just be yourself. Um, but with regards to this setup, I do recommend having optimal lighting. Um, so typically, I mean, right now, because it's literally like almost 8 p.m., right? So if I turn this around, you'll see all the lights oops, <laughs> that I have going on, right? Wow, yeah be able to have the lighting that you can see right now but um typically what i recommend is if you want to keep it simple and you don't want to invest in a whole lot of equipment you can very easily just record in front of a window that is the best the most beautiful lighting just watch out for the time of the day that you're recording typically mornings are softer light or late afternoons when the sun is actually down not when it's going down because otherwise it will be too harsh. So there is cold light and warm light. The same thing uh, with the fake lights that there is different bulbs. So I do recommend to pay attention to the lighting and um, actually to record just like we're recording with Zoom and then with your phone. But um, do you need a fancy equipment, a fancy setup? Not at all. Um, do, can you upgrade to make a really good quality, amazing video? I mean, yes, you can. And it's recommended so it looks more polished, more professional. But again, it depends on your style. Okay, cool. So let me summarize that and let me ask one follow-up question from there. So phone and webcam on the computer is usually good enough providing the lighting is okay providing your lighting is good you don't need to go out and spend um you know hundreds or maybe even thousands of dollars on a fancy webcam computer and, and webcam on the sorry phone and computer on the webcam is usually okay providing you've got good lighting is that correct that's correct awesome now good lighting you don't even need to necessarily go out there and buy fancy lights if you do it in a well-lit area where you're facing the window then you during the day then you should be okay is that right that is correct okay so my follow-up from here what if there's someone that's like hey i live in a one-bedroom apartment there's um you know where i do my recording there's just no light there and i don't really have a you know a good opportunity there uh, and they just wanted to buy I don't know, something basic to start them off so the lighting doesn't suck 
what would you recommend there? Is there some sort of I don't know, basic 101 lighting you can purchase for a few dollars that does the job or what, what tips could you give us there? Absolutely. So the first one is the diva light, the ring light. That simply just gives you that nice, beautiful glow, mostly for women. That, that I was going to say, the, the diva light? I feel a bit funny walking into the shop and buying one of those. You can order it in Amazon. But yeah. that ring light, the one that I just showed to you, you're probably familiar with it. Yeah. Um, but that one gives you a really good, beautiful light and is the light that is used by most photographers and things like that because um, it's just perfect for the face. Um, the other one is the Limo Studio. So this is a super cheap, I mean, in comparison to the very good professional ones that photographers use, is, is very affordable. You can buy it on Amazon. And when you buy the pack, it actually comes with two. It's called the Limo Studio. And they, they come with their umbrella. So basically you would put, depending on your light, you will put one on each side just to make sure that your face is lit up evenly. Okay. What are the, uh, can I ask the price points? So the Diva uh, light, how much does that usually cost, give or take? I believe it's like a hundred and something. And then the, the couple, the pair of um, the Lima Studio are also a hundred and something. Yeah. Okay. And you could get away just with one. Let's say someone's watching this. They're like, hey, I've got a hundred bucks in my pocket. I can only get one. You'd recommend the, the Diva Studio? The, the diva light is diva the, light, sorry. Oh, the ring light. Yeah. The ring light. Okay. Diva light, ring light. So if you're watching this and you've got pretty dodgy lighting, uh, go out and buy that diva lighting and that should be enough to get you started. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It should. And cool. my recommendation also for anybody starting a video podcast, I strongly recommend that you get started with what you have. Yeah. You to try and don't invest a whole lot of money just to make sure that you feel comfortable with the process and you feel comfortable with the commitment, which is more important than all the equipment. Because mm. a lot of people come to me and they're like, oh, and what mic do I need or what this and that? And I'm like, hold on, before we even go there, let's start here. What is your mindset? Are you ready? Are you committed? If you say yes to all those things, then you can go into looking into the equipment and then first use what you have. And then second, look into upgrading later on. Yes. Love that. Love that. And a few different reasons, because that's the way I look at life as well. My first business was operating a, uh, a boot camp, an outdoor fitness boot camp. And it's funny. I see, and now I actually help other trainers run their boot camp better. And it's essentially the same system. You know, a lot of trainers are like, all right, I got to go and start a fitness boot camp. How many kettlebells should I buy? How many medicine balls should I buy? How much should I spend on my uniform? You know, um, how much should I spend on my speaker? And look, all those things have their place. But the most important thing in a fitness boot camp is getting people down there, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, don't worry about buying 20 kettlebells. How can you get 20 people down to your, your boot camp and then even decide if you like it? You may do it and be like, you know what? I don't like outdoor training. I want to train in the gym with heavy weights and that. So at least you can make a decision, you know? All right, cool. Hey, I actually don't like outdoor training, but now I can go and do this stuff here. At least I haven't wasted hundreds or thousands of dollars doing it. Or on the flip side, you do it and you're like, you know what? I really, really like this. What would be the one next step to get a better experience? And if we go back to the fitness business side of things, uh, most boot camps in Australia anyway, are usually like 12 week challenges. You know, go and do this boot camp for, for 12 weeks. So what I used to do is I'd run a 12-week uh, challenge and then I would take a percentage of that, the income that I made and be like, all right, what can I reinvest 
And what's the next thing I need? Okay, kettlebells would be the next best thing. Okay, in 12 weeks time, you know what I need? One of those battle ropes. That's the way I now look at you know any business I run as well. If you're going to start a video podcast, don't go and spend $1,000 and get a fancy mic and get a fancy webcam and, and get all the lighting. Hey, do a bit on what you've got and be like, okay, you know what? I think my audio could be better. First thing I'm going to get is a microphone. What microphone should I get? All right, cool. Now I think my lighting needs to be better. What light? Then get this one here and then, then build from there. So I, I love, is that your take? Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And I love how you actually put it into perspective into your own business because that is exactly what I recommend. It's like you put the two together so easily. So yes. Awesome. All right, cool. So last question on, on a video podcast side of things that I've got some sort of closing questions I'd like to finish up with. So in terms of now putting it on YouTube, is there anything fancy we need to do there? Or, you know, do I need to do some research on my keywords or, you know, what to make the heading or what to put in the description? Or do I just put it on there and go? What's your, what's your take there, Sandy? Yeah, it's definitely more than just uploading there. Um, because as I said before, the main reason why you would want a YouTube channel is so you can become searchable. So it's all about SEO. So what, what I teach my students on Video Podcast Academy actually has a whole module on content mm -hmm. and how you can make that content successful. So you definitely need to do some research about what are the right keywords and key phrases that you need to use depending on the topic that you're going to be talking about on that video. And you want to make sure that you include those on your title and on the description. So that way that video precisely can become searchable. And the way I see it is you need to look for what is the problem or challenge that people have and you need to become the solution. And by becoming the solution, you have to find those keywords that they are searching for so that way they can find you yes love that and you teach that that in your course yeah. right someone's like okay cool you know i want to do this video podcast thing but i need to know how to use youtube as well you'll teach that in your course yes i do it's not, it's not the whole youtube but it's about um creating the content that it becomes purposeful because you can create content without a purpose meaning you're not going to be found. You are just going to post something for the sake of posting. When you're posting coming from a business perspective, you're putting a purpose into it. Therefore, you, you care about being found. You care about using the right words, keywords, and key phrases. So I teach that, yes. Awesome. Cool. Well, hey, Sandy, a couple questions I like to finish up with. The first one is around, um, well, I guess it's a two-part question, books and mentors. So if anyone's watching this and they're, they're an online course creator, they want to sell more of their courses, do you have any books you could recommend there that either you think will help them or that have helped you? Wow. Um, let's see. Um, well, the last one that I read just recently was the one from Gary Vee. Which one? Uh, the... It's the crush it, crush it. Yes. Where he's got all the examples from all the different people that he interview. And what I liked about that, that book is that you get to actually see and almost experience the perspective from all the people that he interviews. So everybody has a different journey, a different life experience. And I think what really resonated for me is that there is many different ways of doing things and there is no right or wrong. I think we all need to try and test to see what works for us. 
Um, so that was the key takeaway that I had from the book. So looking at different experiences was like eye-opening, like because there were some that were similar to each other. And that is when I said, yeah, there is no right or wrong. It's, it's what I take from it and then what I make it happen for me. Uh, so that's the book. And what was the other question? If I have and a then, uh, uh, Mentors. So is there any, you know, you're obviously a mentor to plenty of people out there and we should all do your course if you want to master our video podcasting. But is there any people you look up to or any courses you've done or any people you follow or you recommend my listeners should follow to help them on their journey? Again, I have many. Yeah, I do. I, I you know, I love admiring people because of their trajectory, their journey. Uh, but if I had to pick one, that would be James Wetmore. Oh, um, yes. He's got a program called Business by Design, and it, it really transformed my life. Is Because a lot of the courses out there that you take, and, and you teach course creation, right? Um, they could be, they don't have to be, but they could be very tactical, right? Mm. Where it's all about the step-by-step process. I think what really differentiates James from the rest is really that he goes into the mindset, he goes into the spiritual, into your heart. And then all of a sudden business is no longer just a transaction and it's not just about leads, it's actually how you interact with humans, how do you treat them as humans when you outsource and you treat that VA all the way in the Philippines as a human. So those little details were really what got to me and got me to sign up for his program. Yes, he's all over my Instagram, and every second ad I see is is one of his. So uh, (laughs) that's why. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should actually click on it and read it now that I've got your recommendation. You should actually. He just closed card. That would be one that I would recommend hands down to sign up for his program. And he actually only launches, I think, once a year. Okay. Well, I'll mark my calendar and. 4th of July next year or whatever, I'll, um, when, when the big party goes on in America, I'll make sure to sign up for his course. Um, okay, so now you've mentioned a little bit about your course there, Sandy. Someone's interested, where can they go to sign up? Should, is there a website they go straight to? Should they follow you on Instagram first and send you a DM there? Do they enter their details anywhere? Where, where should someone go? Yeah, first of all, thank you for asking that question. Second of all, yes, definitely Instagram is my main platform. Now, right now, we're not actually accepting people to come into the course. We're in session right now with the students that sign up in June. So we're opening the doors again at the end of September, September 29th and 30th. So if you're interested, you want to join, just follow on Instagram at Sandy Viteri, and then you'll get all the notifications for when we're going to have um, registrations open. Awesome. And I'll make sure to put the link to your Instagram in the show notes. Um, Sandy, that's all I wanted to cover for today. Is there anything I should have asked you but didn't or anything I forgot to ask or anything you want to finish this up with? No, you did great with all the questions. Thank you so much. I think you pretty much cover everything. I mean, there is a lot more detail mm. into what it takes to actually create a video podcast. Um, my final words for anyone that wants to do this is really make sure that you're looking at it as your overall overarching strategy and not just as a something separate. It needs to become part of what you do every day and part of your business. 
And if you're 100% sure that you can do it, there is no right or wrong. Like you can do just the podcast, as you said, or you can do the video podcast and leverage even more of your time. One part that we didn't talk about is actually batching the content, which mm. is one of the main benefits, but we can leave that for another interview. <laughs> Easy. Yes. And I'll even give my two cents to, to add on there. So what I would do if you're listening to this, and if you're listening to this stage of it, you've gone through 45, 50 minutes, you're probably somewhat interested in, in the, um, the, the philosophy behind it. What I would do is, is sit down and sort of think, all right, cool. You know, is this going to be a fit? I've seen the benefits now. Look, I, I know I can get found on iTunes and YouTube and, you know, it's going to give me content for social media and I can see how this can, you know, lead to my lead magnet and give me more sales. You know what? I think this video podcast thing is for me. Uh, that's one thing to do. Work out if it's for you. Don't just go out on a whim and, you know, do a couple episodes and put them on YouTube and get no likes and then give up, you know, decide if, if you're going to do it. And then if you are going to do it, I would reach out to Sandy. My philosophy on things is there's sort of three ways you can learn in life, right? You can do it the easy way, which is find someone that does it and get them to teach you. That's the easiest way you can do it. You can do it the hard way, which is trying to figure it out yourself. Now you can do that, but it's probably going to take a lot more time and it's probably going to be more expensive as well. That's why you do courses. Like most things these days, you can find them out for free on Google and YouTube anyway, right? All by trial and error. Um, but it's just going to take a lot longer and it's probably going to cost you more money in the long run. So if you're like, hey, I do want to do it, I would reach out to Sandy because she'll obviously um, shortcut it. And then the third way to learn, which I definitely recommend don't do, is just not to do anything because it's not even a way of learning, right? It's just, you sit there and think and, and never end up doing anything. Whatever you do, don't do that. Number one is get someone to teach you. It's usually easier. If you don't do that for whatever reason, that's fine. Do it on your own. At least you're doing something, but at least do something. So anyways. I love Awesome. Anyway, Sandy, I will be in touch and you'll see when this podcast launches anyway, because you're going to get tagged in all the little tidbits that I do and, and cut it up and that sort of thing. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for more free resources on how to sell more of your online courses.